Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo in Tupelo. Be a little weird if Brupolo was in Gauchier. Brouchier? Brouchier. Sounds French. Get that that coffee with chicory at at Brouchier. You could probably figure out some kind of coast connection there we can well, we, doesn't you know, have to be the name of the town we have you know we have uh Brocian springs we have uh Bruluxy, we have brewport so we're just figuring it out as we go but, it, but we do need to get strange bird to the coast i agree that's, what we're saying. that's a million dollar idea just waiting to happen well wherever you are if you are on the coast or in central mississippi or here in starkville or anywhere in this great country of ours you can get strange brew coffee delivered right to your door just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, order for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got, they've got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, that's the place to grab maroon and white merchandise that you can't really get anywhere else because nobody else has the selection that they have at College Corner, the biggest and best selection in all of central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. You know what today is. It's Taco Tuesday. But every day is kind of Taco Tuesday when you're at Humble Taco because they've got the best tacos in town. they got tacos you can't get anywhere else. They've got unique stuff that they've taken your favorite southern recipes and turned them into Mexican classics. Don't ask me how they did it. They just did. Next time you're in Starbucks, make sure you've got a trip to Humble Taco on your to-do list. Looking for a quick and easy lunch today that's also really, really good. I'm going to tell you to go to Firehouse Subs, just like I always do. Download the Firehouse Subs app. Place your order. You'll be ready for pickup in just a few minutes, and you will pile up the reward points. You'll be eating free. And gas is $3.95 a gallon. A free sandwich could go a long way for you. So, just saying, makes sense to download the app fiscally more than anything else. Locations in Starville and Columbus, Oxford and Tupelo, Flowhood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk, we are battling some... Uh, some technical issues today. I don't. I don't know what's wrong, man. This. Uh, this is why we shouldn't do Zoom. But it's it's so convenient. And you mentioned the three ninety five gas. Yeah, it's kind of tough on me to uh, no, get to Starville every day. Oh. Well, we've got some breaking news to start the show, and that is Mississippi State head coach Chris Jans has announced that James Miller will be joining his staff here in Starkville. We thought that that was going to be a very uh, good possibility. Uh, of that happening when uh, he did not get the New Mexico State job. Uh, that was that, that news broke, I believe, on Saturday and now being reported by John Rothstein that that is indeed the case, that Miller, who was a big part of what Jans was doing at New Mexico State and all the success he had there, 
will be joining him here in Starkville. That seems like a good deal for Mississippi State. Yeah, no surprise at all. I mean, Chris Jans pretty much laid it out there in his press conference. He was waiting on that hire to be made to see who he was going to hire. And um, James Miller has been a, a big part of things for uh, Chris Jans at New Mexico State, and I, I think it's a good – Addition to the staff, he's a guy that's going to be a head coach eventually. You might as well bring him along and and add him to this staff and bring along some of that continuity that you have with Chris Jans and, and he uh, over there with uh, New Mexico State. So good first addition, I think, to that staff. Now we wait and see who the other guys are. And I think the big question is whether or not George Brooks is going to be part of this staff. And I think that's what a lot of people are wondering. I think a lot of people want that to happen for Mississippi State. And we understand he's been talked to, possibly interviewed by Chris Jan. So that's a good positive uh, step there. But at the end of the day, it's going to be up to Chris Jans to make that final call. And we'll see if he uses George Brooks. We will see. We'll have to, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that goes out. You know, a couple more hires to make. I saw that former MSU assistant Corey McCray is joining uh, – Todd Golden's staff down at uh, at Florida. Uh, so, congrats to Coach McCray. Always was a nice guy when I when I had the chance to speak with him. Uh, but state staff is starting to come together. I think that in the end of the day, Brooks will be on will remain on staff. He's just too valuable as a recruiter. A uh, guy that has all the connections here in the state and across the South. I think he's a valuable piece. So, I, I won't be surprised to see him. And I also think that you know when you're talking about recruiting, for recruiting Iverson Molinar and Tolu Smith back to your roster. I think that George Brooks plays a key role in that as well. So expect to see him uh, back on the sidelines, or I guess, uh, yeah, the sidelines not the right term, back on the bench uh, for Mississippi State next season. We were going to start with football, but then that news broke, but we'll just get right into it. You know, we have a positional breakdown. We're going to talk linebackers in the second half of the show, which is an interesting group uh, for this Mississippi State team. But one of the things you and I had talked about, you know, prior to the bowl game was, you know, if State could win this game and finish eight and five, they're going to be a team that gets some, some preseason pub. It's a team that people are looking at and go, well, they bring back Will Rogers and all those receivers and running backs, and defensively they bring back a ton of guys. You know, it feels like they're a team that could be taking a step forward. And Mike Leach, throughout his coaching career, has a, a, a reputation for, you know, year three being a good season for him. You know, that the, the team gets, gets better and gets better. But then the way they lost that game sort of put a, a, a kibosh on that. And you got the whole, you know, Mike Leach, he's just, it's unpredictable. You never know what team is going to show up. He loses games he shouldn't lose. And, and I get that. I, I understand what that was. But today there was an article on, uh, on ESPN.com, a college football roundtable by some of their top college football guys, Adam Rittenberg, Chris Lowe, David Hale, Mark Schleyball, Ryan McGee, some of their top college football guys. And then there's Ryan McGee. Heather Dinich. Uh, Rittenberg said that Mississippi State is a team that they're going to be easily overlooked, inconsistent in 2021. There's no denying that. But when he talks about how much they return, how much Mississippi State is bringing back, how good Zach Garnett is, and then he, he says this, which I found incredibly interesting. This, this is a quote here. The schedule also favors Mississippi State, which pays, plays four of their six games at home and doesn't leave the state during the month of November. 
when we think about Mississippi State and the schedule, you know, we've been reading articles for a few weeks now about this is the toughest schedule in the SEC. It's so difficult. But he's got a good point. Four of your first six at home gives you a great chance to get off to a good start. And then playing your final four at home gives you a great chance to finish strong. Obviously, in the middle there, they've got they've got some tough games. But Rittenberg is the first national guy that I've seen come out and say this state team should improve in 2022. On paper, yes, I totally agree with him. This team should improve. They bring back a lot of production. They bring back a lot of starters. Leach has the reputation for improvement. I think this is an eight-win team in the regular season in 2022. Adam Rittenberg seems to be there with me. Robbie Falk, are you with me? Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens with the schedule. I mean, it's it, there. There are some winnable games here. Um, you know, LSU. Who knows what they're going to look like early on in the schedule? Right. You should beat Memphis. I think you should beat Arizona, but that that's looking kind of like a trap game. You know, they're going to be better. That is a very and classic, it's right before LSU. That's the classic. Kind of, Mike Leach loses the game he shouldn't lose game. Yeah, so that game looks a little more dangerous than I thought it looked last year. You know, Bowling Green, they should win that game. Texas A&M at home, uh, who knows? State's played them really well over the years, but that's a team that should be uh, better than they were last year. And then you have – it's kind of getting back to last year with all these toss-up games. Mm -hmm. Arkansas, you know, State's lost back-to-back to to them. Texas A&M, kind of a toss-up. Kentucky has become a toss-up. Auburn, Mm -hmm. um, I think Auburn's going to – going to be tailing here. I, I don't think they're going to be very good. Right, I agree. Um, and then, you know. But it's still a toss-up because you know they're talented. Defending national champions coming to Starkville. Mm-hmm. And the runners-up going to I will say, I think the schedule looks a lot better to me than it did last summer when we were talking about Mississippi State's schedule. Right. And we talked about how this team should be better in 2022, but the schedule was really tough. Mm-hmm. Now that I look at the schedule and we know what Auburn is now, we know that Mississippi State has beaten Texas A&M and they can win that game, Mm -hmm. get Arkansas at home. I feel a lot better about the schedule this year than I did last year when we were kind of previewing that 2021 season. Well, I mean, it's just simple mathematics. If you took the names off of everything and just said Team X brings back 17 starters, including their school record passer, including, you know, nearly all of their rushing production, nearly all of their receiving production, uh, you know, three starters on the offensive line. They signed the nation's top JUCO left tackle to replace their, their starting tackle there. And then defensively, they return a bunch of guys. They get their best pass rusher back from it. I mean, if I said all this and you don't know who I'm talking about, and I said that team was seven and six, and here's their schedule for next year. I mean, you probably say, okay, yeah, they could win eight. They can win nine if things bounce their way. I think people are just, I think, especially Mississippi State fans, are just down, and it's going to be t- We talked about this, you know, last week when we asked about, you know, the buzz around the program. The Egg Bowl and then the bowl game put everybody's, you know, expectations down. They just did. But if you can really, you know, get beyond you know, the hurt feelings, which is what it is, and look at this team and look what they bring back, you should you should look at this team and say, okay, they're going to be favored in all of their non-conference games. And then they play a bunch of toss-up games, but they get three of them at home, with Arkansas, A&M, and, and Auburn. Those are all toss-up games. Kentucky, they haven't had a lot of success in, in Lexington recently, but 
They dominated that game a season ago. Ole Miss, obviously, they've lost the last two, but it's the Egg Bowl, and it's always going to be a toss-up. And, and, you know, State is the more experienced team right now. So, yeah, it's reasonable to sit there and look at this. And you mentioned LSU. I don't know what LSU is going to be in in year one under Brian Kelly. Right now, they don't know who their starting quarterback is. Is it going to be Miles Brennan? Will it be the Arizona State transfer, Jaden Daniels? I don't know. I don't know. So there, there's Miles Brennan too. Is just like that guy. Unlucky. Yeah, I mean, man, you really, you really want to want to go to LSU, don't you? Just finish it out because that guy's been basically lied to like three times. They've just kept him around, kept him around just in case. And then when they have him confirmed to to play in a season, they go get somebody else. Go get somebody else. Yeah. And then when he gets his opportunity, he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, but. So, so there's a lot of there's a lot of good chances for Mississippi State. Now, the Mike Leach loses it, it. It sort of hangs over everything. The other side of that coin, Robbie, is that he also wins the games that you don't expect. Nobody expected the state to beat Texas A and M last year, and I don't think a lot of people expected them to beat Auburn when they played. Now we found out that Auburn wasn't that good, but a, a lot of that is because of what happened against Mississippi State. Bo Nix got hurt in that game, and of course, I think mentally losing a huge lead like that took a lot out of them. And I think I don't think they were ever the same after that game. I think so, one thing that I said whenever we were kind of wrapping up the season last year was Mike Leach, you know, we know that he's he's going to beat teams. He's not supposed to be. He's going to lose teams. He's supposed not supposed to lose to. Mm-hmm. He just needs to eliminate the losing the teams he's not supposed to. Yeah. And Mississippi State will be in good shape. Now, if we can buck the trend of – what's mostly been his 18, 19 year career, that'd be great. But that, you know, history says that won't happen. But he's had a few years there that he has beaten the teams that he was supposed to beat. And he's just lost to a couple of really good teams. So maybe this is one of those years coming up for Mike Leach where he beats those everybody he's supposed to. He wins those toss up games. He just loses to some really good teams. And then you're talking about a nine, 10 win season. Well, let me ask and you. that really changes the conversation about Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Let me ask you this. If we play that game, and we you mentioned that Arizona could be the game that Leach loses, he's not supposed to lose. What's the game he could win? Is it LSU that, that he's not supposed to win? Is it is it Georgia? I mean, what is it? That that's the thing. Would you would you consider that LSU game one he's not supposed to win? I right guess now, just yeah. because it's at LSU. It's at LSU. LSU is more talented on the roster. But that's kind of that that game has kind of turned into like a game where, for the last five or six years. Yeah. And I feel like Mississippi state can win that game. I, I haven't thought that most of my life. Is it A&M again then? That's a home game. I, I would say LSU would be the tougher game for Mississippi state just because it's at Baton Rouge. Yeah. State's been really good against A&M at home. I mean, that a couple of years ago, they weren't a very good team, and they lost by a couple of touchdowns to an A and M team that was, you know, a win away from the playoff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel good about Mississippi State playing at Texas A and M team at home. The LSU team is probably not going to be that great, but they're playing at home and they're really good at home. So, I don't know, but I, th- I you know, both of those games would probably be games that you would not pick Mississippi State to win. Well, that's the point, that's right? The point, right? Yeah. So we'll so. see. We'll see where 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 that takes Mississippi State, but I'm glad to see, you know, 
I really do believe the team is going to be better. I do believe Will Rogers takes another step forward this year. I, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, you know, looking ahead to, to August when we do that media poll that we do every year, one of my questions this year is going to be, will Will Rogers throw for 5,000 yards? I'm leaning towards yes. I'm leaning towards he will. I think that the offense takes another step forward this year and becomes, you know, just more consistent. And that's all, that's all it's lacking right now is some consistency, especially in the red zone. And a little bit better, you know, job in the kicking game, and 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 we're talking completely differently about this Mississippi State team. If if Brandon Ruiz doesn't get hurt, we talk this 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 conversation is so different. It's totally. I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, and I know people got tired of me saying that last year, but when we talk about this Mike Leach led team, and people are down on Mike Leach, and people just uh, just aren't fired up about this. I mean, a lot of the state's issues last year were self-inflicted. It were things that you can easily clean up. It, it wasn't a talent issue. It wasn't. It really wasn't a scheme issue. I mean, the scheme was there. It was missing a play here, missing a field goal here, muffing a punt there. It was things that Mississippi State didn't execute. They kept them from winning possibly ten ball games. I mean, can you? Can you believe the state could have won 10 games last year? Yeah. Yeah. You very easily could. You should have beat Memphis. Very easily could have beat LSU. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss was there for the taking if they do their job in the first half. That's the that's the biggest stretch you've said so far. And then yeah. obviously Arkansas. And that's not even a – and I don't even think that's a huge stretch because state dropped – had two touchdowns. I, I two would touchdown like to replay that game where state – three. Three, Robbie. Three. But but one of the but two of those were in the same possession. So no, all three getting, were in the same possession. Well, no, but they had they had another possession where they could have scored two. Oh. and they but, didn't. I I would love to see the game replayed if State catches a touchdown there at the end of the first half. I would like yes, to, but all the momentum was because the defense was was, doing was good. holding Ole Miss where they needed to hold them. Yeah. Now Matt Corral could have come out and scored every possession in the second could half. Have. I don't know. Absolutely. But yeah, state, like I, said, I think state. I think state would have had all the momentum. I know they would have had all the momentum going into halftime, and I think that's a completely different game in the second half. Might have been. Might have been. I, I like. I said, that's the biggest stretch of all of them. Memphis, LSU, and Arkansas. I don't have to be convinced very hard that if state. Just but even if you don't, up. even if you don't win that Ole Miss game, you're nine and three. You've won nine games of the regular season. Yeah, and it, would it have? Would it have hurt to have been nine and two and know that if you'd won that game, you're going to the Sugar Bowl? Yes, it would have hurt. But it's still a nine win season and a great bowl game. You're not playing in Memphis. You're playing somewhere in Florida. So yeah, totally different. And perhaps, perhaps you had Charles Cross and Martin Emerson playing in the bowl game. Yeah, might have been a little different. I don't know the answer to that. So I get, you know, I get the uh, the trepidation of MSU fans, but I also think that, you know, there's a reason to be excited about the 2022 season. If if you're not, I get that. I get it. Really, I do. But I feel like you're you. That's more of an emotional thing than a analytical thing. And look, here's the thing. By the same token, you know, defenses are going to continue to do what they do against Mississippi State. And if Will Rogers isn't as good as he was a season ago, or better than he was a season ago, then they're not going to improve, and they're only going to win six or seven games. And that could very easily happen, just as. It could happen just as easily as what we're saying, you know, could happen with, with improvement. Rodgers is, is a good quarterback. He's a good college quarterback, but he's not an elite talent that you can just rely on to go win you the ball game every time out. You know, he's not a, 
And when I'm, I mean, I'm being really like at the highest tier of college quarterbacks, the Manziel, Tebow, Cam Newton tier. He's not in that. He's a good college quarterback. He'll have a chance to be all SEC because he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. You know, he'll obviously have the issues with Bryce Young and, and so on and so forth. A lot of good quarterback talent in the SEC this year. But this is this is the thing. You know, state states states floor and in their ceiling, like it's it's like a one step thing. You go one step the wrong way and you're on the floor with Mississippi State. But if you if you if you're careful going upstairs. You could be in a very good situation. So, Rittenberg's the first to say it. We'll see if if anybody else follows that. I'm very interested. You know, Mississippi State, and I know everybody hates Barrett Sali, but he wrote an interesting article um, maybe a couple years ago, and he showed the number by the numbers from the SEC Media Day preseason polls versus the actual finish. That's Mississippi State is consistently the most underrated team in the SEC. That they are consistently picked sixth or seventh in the West. And the and the actual uh, a little echo there, the uh, the actual finish was a little closer to uh, to fourth. I think state, you know, looking at the SEC West this year, will probably be predicted sixth. I think Auburn will be predicted last, and then Mississippi State will be sixth. Uh, that's not where I'm going to put them. That's where I just think the SEC writers will put them. Got a good chance for MSU to 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 do that again, and they did it last year. They were picked dead last, and they finished fourth. So a chance to do it again. Uh, in 2022. Let's move on into our positional breakdown. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Should be great weather this weekend. I'm cooking out. If you're cooking out, make sure you're cooking out with beef. You know you want to. You know you want to put some beef on the grill, some big steaks, some burgers for the kids, or you know some steaks for the kids if they get lucky like that. Or maybe you want to do a brisket. You got an all-day thing planned. Whatever it is, whatever recipe you're looking for, Beef is a welcome addition. If you're looking for recipes, go to msbeef.org. they got plenty of them there at the Mississippi Beef Council's website. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. If you don't want to cook, if you just want to make it easy on yourself, you can always head over to Two Brothers. The patio would be a fantastic choice this weekend with the great weather we're supposed to be having. And, of course, the food, I can't say enough good things about it. It's so good every time you go there. Enjoy it. Enjoy some smoked wings. Enjoy the pork rind nachos, which are one of my favorites. Enjoy some tacos or a sandwich, maybe a burger. I just I, You can't go wrong. You can just put your finger on the menu, say, bring me that. You're going to eat good that night. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Smoked Southern Soul Food in the heart of the Cotton District. They make it easy for you to advantage business systems. Great products, great service. And I know that sounds like a promise that everybody makes, but not everybody is the same business. Not everybody is giving you what advantage business systems does, especially we're talking about from the service perspective. When you're dealing with a big box store, you're dealing with a big company, and then their 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 service hotline. That's not going to be somebody in the state of Mississippi. That's not going to be a corporate headquarters in the state of Mississippi. That's not going to be same day service in a lot of cases or 48 hour service at worst. You're going to be talking to a lot of people who you know who aren't from around here, and you're calling a one eight hundred number, and well maybe seven to ten business days and twenty emails later they'll get you taken care of. Not with Advantage Business Systems. It's somebody here in Mississippi who picks up the phone, talks to you, and gets your problem solved as quickly as possible. Call them today and put them to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192. Or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Good call on the rumblings tweet there, Robbie. And very topical as well. Good job. Uh, Linebackers for Mississippi State. It's an interesting group. You know, they lose Aaron Brule, obviously, tran- uh, transfers up to uh, to Michigan State. 
Nate Watson, I thought last year, played really, really well. Uh, Ty Wheat, back for Mississippi State, isn't that correct? Came back for one for – didn't he take the COVID year? Um, I believe. Yeah. I made you doubt it, didn't I? I, I well, I, I started thinking I, I was almost positive. Then I was like, wait. Yeah, he, did he? yeah, yeah he, he's back. Because I, I didn't see him the other day at practice, but I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't he, looking for him either. So, And then yes. sort of the interesting guy in this to me is a guy that last year we were talking, ah, oh, you know, he's just a depth piece. And uh, Jed Johnson turned into a really, really good linebacker, one of the better linebackers in the SEC, especially as a run stopper. Provided a lot of, of of poise last year, and somebody I quite frankly didn't have any expectations for. Became one of Mississippi State's best defensive players. This is a good group, especially the the, the starting group, Robbie. I, I like them a lot. Absolutely, and Jet was outstanding last year. And I'm not going to say he lucked into it because he he worked himself into this position, but it was an injury that actually got him into the mix and allowed him the opportunity. And when he was presented with the opportunity, he really took off. I mean, 87 tackles um, in, in 13 games last year just became a tackling machine and such a humble kid, such a really good kid. And uh, one of those that every time Mississippi State loses, they're going to put him on the podium. <laughs> him yeah. and Austin Williams are going to be your post-game uh, guys. Aaron Brule was one of those guys last year. Because, you know, no matter what, those guys are going to go in there. They're going to have a good attitude. They're going to answer questions and things like that. Jet is just a hardworking kid and uh, did everything the Mississippi State asked him last year and became one of the best defenders on the team, especially against the run. I think that's something that they really needed. And I think this is a a big year for him. It's an opportunity to uh, build on what he did last year. And it's hard to build on 87 tackles, but he's going to have the, that opportunity to do that. And with the loss of Aaron Brule, just like last year, Mississippi State lost Errol Thompson. Somebody had to step up. Somebody's got to step up in, in this linebacker group and be even better. You know, Tyrus Wheat's got to be better than he was last year. I mean, yeah. a lot of times kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. And I think a lot of that was more the fact that Mississippi State just didn't have a, a whole lot of true pass rushers. Right. That kind of freed things up for him. And I think Jordan Davis and Tyrus Wheat will work really good together. Was just going to uh, say that. Yeah. This year. Deshaun Page, he got some playing time late in the year. They need him to step up. Uh JP Purvis was just you know, MIA most of the time last year. I, I don't remember seeing him that much. And, you know, that's a guy that was uh had a car wreck late in the season the year before. And I think he's been, you know, slowly kind of getting back from that. Uh, but some talented guys in this group, especially that I'm really interested in that group coming up that were freshmen last year. The Nick Mitchells, the Tamar Rogers, you know, Ty Cooper played a little bit. I'm interested to see his jump. John Lewis, we're not talking about him. Right. A lot of really good freshmen in that group that can add to the mix. But Nate Watson, uh, Tyrus Wheat, and Jet Johnson, all three of those guys really need to be good. Mississippi State needs to be great in the front seven because there's just a whole lot of question marks in the back end of the secondary. Uh, so the front seven's got to be really good, got to put pressure on the quarterback this year to um, to really mask some of their issues in the back end. You mentioned Lewis and Cooper, and those were two highly touted guys coming out of high school. I think Lewis may have been State's highest-rated recruit uh, in his class. Cooper, obviously, was the, was the Mississippi uh, Player of the Year. 
And Cooper, I think, showed you some things at times last year. Lewis, not so much. Can those guys take a big step forward? Because I feel like they're they're the future at Mississippi State. They need to start showing that this season. Yeah, you, you need to see uh, – John Lewis needs to be, like, on special teams or something at least this year. He's got to get in the mix. And last year, I think he was injured a little bit, and uh, especially early on, and that kind of kept him from progressing. But Ty Cooper, uh, actually, I think he played a little bit uh, last season, and he was one of those players that um, was in the mix in fall camp and things like that. And he, he played in eight games, so he didn't even redshirt last season. So I think he's going to get a little more in the mix this year. Last year was his season to kind of get his feet wet, play on special teams a little bit. He played late in a few ball games, But that just shows kind of where that kid's head is and how quickly he was able to come in and pick things up. Very smart kid, uh, a player that I felt like if he would have come in early for spring, he probably would have been in the mix at linebacker a little more. So I'm interested to see his development because I think he's going to be a good player. But he and John Lewis are the two players out of that class I'm watching the most. And then guys like Nick Mitchell and Tamar Rogers too could be players that, that factor in the mix, really athletic uh, players that could be difference makers at linebacker. You mentioned uh, Nick Mitchell. That's a guy I wanted to talk about real quick. That he – I'm trying to figure out how to put this. He put it – he put he put a lot of, of – what's the word I'm looking for here? In the spring, or not spring last year, but in the fall camp, he was a guy who had a lot of buzz, is what I'm trying to say. And it looked like he might be an early contributor. He's a guy, though, he he just fits this mold that Watson and Johnson have these underrated linebackers that State finds and turns into stars. McKinney, Beniquez Brown, Errol Thompson is another one. Nick Mitchell's a guy I have an eye on that could make a a big contribution this year. Yeah, he was one of those players that, was identified early in the process and didn't have a ton of film coming out of high school, but a, a player that this defensive staff really loved coming out of Jacksonville, Florida, and he's bulked up a little bit, really athletic kid. I loved his senior film when he was coming out of high school, and he got a, he got a, um, in a couple of games last year. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if he's not getting in the mix at some point this year. So, I mean, you look at these guys and you have some – Pretty good starters there that are veterans. But you also have these young guys coming up that I think can get their feet wet this year and get some defensive reps and step right in and you don't miss a beat after those other guys leave. I think these, I think this is an opportunity here for uh, Mississippi State coaches to get these players ready to step into a, a different kind of role in 2023 and be difference makers for Mississippi State on the defensive side of the ball. And th- this group can be deep. But we just don't know yet. They haven't been put in this situation yet. We just don't know how good they can be. But the talent is certainly there, I think, for them to be a good group. Yeah, it really feels like this linebacking core has a good mix of youth, experience, talent, different guys who can fill different roles, guys who can give you pass rush, guys who can stop the run. I really like this group. And like you said earlier, Robbie, the front seven is so crucial for Mississippi State because they're still going to be figuring things out in the secondary all the way up until the season. They're going to have to be a team that can stop the run and rush the passer because I don't think they can just rely on on coverage uh, in, in 2022. We'll see how that goes. We'll be talking about cornerbacks 
uh, next week. Some new faces in that group, but some uh, some very familiar ones, including the guy who I think might be the best uh, best overall cornerback in the SEC. We'll talk about them uh, next week. Tomorrow's the rumblings. Robbie's already tweeted. Get that get your questions in, and we'll be happy to answer them. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll have some more baseball to talk about this week. Some more football. Um, maybe some more basketball news as it breaks, and we'll see what happens. So, thanks for joining us today. We always appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.